Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? We got something to move tonight, and we start the whole fucking thing off. Help me, anything move, we knock out. Let's go. Don't play intramurals, brother. I want to welcome all of you to another Zone Coverage Quick Shot. And if you want to um, follow the show, you can do so by going to TalkToQ.com, sign up for the email newsletter, have the show delivered to your inbox every time it drops. I got my man Buck down in Pensacola joining me on this podcast and the homie Ray up there in Jersey. And uh, we'll go ahead and get to it, fellas. Just have one topic I want to discuss. And it is um, load management in the NBA. Load management is something that uh, Greg Popovich really made popular. Where he would rest players. And he would rest them regardless of who they were playing. They could be playing the number one team in the league. And if he wanted to rest Tim Duncan or Manu Ginobili or something, that's what he did. So a lot of people are upset that Kawhi Leonard is resting against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks had a great year last year. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a reigning MVP, and you want to see the best player play the best players. But Kawhi is not going to play against the Bucks. Now, he has been nursing what they say is a knee injury, and we know that Kawhi played on one leg in the finals. So I'm not necessarily doubting that he may um, be banged up. But, um, Ray, I'll start with you first. I want to look at this from three perspectives. I want to look at it from the the team perspective, the fans' perspective, and the the TV perspective. So as far as the team is concerned, Ray, do you have a problem with them resting players even when it's against good teams? Well, depends on who it is. I mean, Kawhi Leonard has proven that if you manage his load, he can deliver a championship. And I think they will this year if they stay healthy. But the thing is, is um, I don't think it should be a habit the way that, that, that certain things have become habits as far as players copycatting each other. I mean, it works for him because – to me, he's the best player in the game, and we really never have seen it done like this before. And it's early in the season to be resting the second or third game. You know, like last year, people kind of frowned on it, but he played every game in the playoffs, and, I mean, he was lights out every one of them games. So I don't really have a problem with it as long as the results are there. Because, like, now you see max contracts for, for every – Tom, Dick, and Harry that can play basketball instead of letting it be reserved for what it is. The guys that are really stars are the guys that should get these max deals. Like, to get guys like Chris Milton, $170 million, to me, that's ridiculous. But, you know, and Tobias Harris, a good player, but he ain't worth $180 million. But that's how it goes now. So, I wouldn't say low-manage the uh, – players on your team, if you have a superstar that has injuries that he's nursing, I know it sucks for the fans, but somebody we bought tickets and they want to see guys play, 
and they may not get a chance to see the guys play. But if you're a fan of the team, I'd rather not see the guy and us go deep into the playoffs or even win that thing than them to push themselves too far. So from that standpoint, it's disappointing for the fans, but at the same time, you want to see your team win. And TV deals, well, they're paying the big networks are paying to put the stars on and put the good matchups on. So if it doesn't happen, it's kind of like it's disappointing. The ratings are kind of be down, and that's all a part of the game. You know, just like when I turn on Golden State, man, I looked out here and I didn't see hardly anybody I recognize. I I turned it off early. It's me, 8 o'clock or so, because I was like, oh, man, shit, you got to get the ass thing. I was just for to tune in to see if the Warriors were as bad as they say they are. They went from, like, first last year to last in the league. So, you know, it, it messes up the TV ratings. But, hey, them guys' money is already in the bank. It's unfortunate for the people that's watching, but end of the day, they make the ultimate decision. Whether they want to play or don't play or, you know, how long they play, etc. Okay. And, Buck, how do you feel about it, man? From a team perspective, is it good to rest the players, um, you know, and, and do this load management thing? What is it like for the fans? And what about the TV? I mean, the, the networks are paying to show the best, you know, the best players and the best matchups, but that's not always the case if people are sitting down. You know, at the beginning of the season, the NBA season, you know, there's, you know, if you watch, it's, it's an 82 game. So there's certain matchups throughout the season that you want to see as a fan. You know, you want to see Giannis, you know, up against, you know, the last actor. You know, you want to see that. And then when you just sit, you know, you sit a guy down that's, you know, just won the NBA title, you know, and got switched to another team. Giannis is one of the up-and-coming stars of the, of the NBA, you know. So you want to see these two guys go at it. Now, I know that, you know, he continues to get hurt or, you know, he was playing on half, you know, half a leg. He wasn't even, you know, he was hurt so bad. I don't even know how that rascal even run up and down the court. But – he managed to win an NBA title up there in Toronto. And um, he played his ass off. So he may still have some lingering effects because the basketball season is pretty long. And if you go all the way through, you know, and play a championship, you only got a couple months off. So, it, you know, he may not be – he was probably not 100% when in preseason. You know, so obviously, you know, I don't have a problem as long as you're injured. But if you're not injured and you're a healthy scratch – and, and that's where I draw the line. Um, I understand, these, you know, NBA season's long and all that kind of stuff, but that's what acupuncture's for. That's what massages are for. That's what ice tubs are for. That's what, you know, whatever, whatever you do to keep your body in total, you know, in great physical condition. Um, you know, he has, he has to do more of that. You know, so, I mean, if he's hurt, Okay, I'm I'm good with it. But if he's not hurt, he should be playing. And you know, that's that's what you signed up for. So, you know, you gotta you gotta play it out. But if, you know, coach made the decision, so be it. But you know, it sucks for the fans, it sucks for 
an evening that you want to sit down and watch these guys, this is something that you circle on your calendar because you wanted to see these guys go at it because, you know, Giannis can slap the ball all the way up to the top, up a deck. And then you got a guy that pretty much drives on anybody. He don't care how big they are, how small they are. He's going to take it to the, he gonna take it to the hole. So you want to see that, you know. So, well, you know, Giannis will play while the other one's sitting on the sideline laughing. <laughs> well, I um I look at it like this. I mean, from from a, from a team perspective, I, I I understand what they're doing. Um, I mean, I don't know. Guys back in the day played a bunch of games, 79, 80 games, eighty one games. So these guys today, they're unable to do it, but. I mean, I know there's a lot more wear and tear on these guys these days, given that um, basketball is kind of like a roundabout, around-the-year sport to them now with the demands of working out and people playing these long preseasons and Olympics and all this other stuff. So it's a little more demanding these days. Uh, From the fans' perspective, it sucks because, like, for example, and I'm using Kawhi. I mean, he may be injured, but I'm just using him as an example. Um, Kawhi chose not to play against Milwaukee. He's not going to play any back-to-back road games. All right. He chose not to play against Milwaukee, but he's going to play tomorrow against Portland. And I'm like, as a fan, I'm like, doggone, man. I I didn't pay my money hoping to see you play against, um, you know, another premier player. But you choose to skip that game and you're going to play against Portland, somebody who you're going to play multiple times, you know, this year. You only play Milwaukee twice, you know. And so he could have played Milwaukee tonight and took off for Portland and had four days off in a row before his next game. But instead, he's going to skip this game and then play play against Portland and have three days off in a row. I, I don't know. It, it just – it really it really sucks if you're a fan, if you pay for your tickets – hoping to see a matchup that's probably not going to happen. Because I'll be honest with you, um, I don't know. I, I would love to go to another NBA game. I, I think I've been to three or four NBA games. But realistically, I don't know if I'm going to go to one because you don't know what you're going to get. Unless I really like both teams and they have a lot of players, you know, on both teams that I like. Um, then I, I don't know if I want to go because, you know, you, you save up, you pay your money, and I understand injuries happen. Like, I got a partner of mine who bought tickets to see um, Golden State versus the Hornets, okay, which I think is in a couple of weeks. Golden State don't have anybody left, and Zion's not going to play. And he paid good money, and, I mean, he's, he's going to be disappointed. And I get that, you know, that's, that's an injury thing. But imagine paying that type of money and, you know, they decide, well, since Steph Curry has been hurt lately and, and everything and Draymond has been hurt lately, we're going to sit him down. Or we're not going to play Zion for this game because we want to make sure we protect him for the season. I mean, again, yeah, that's that's cool if your team makes the playoffs and, you know, at that point maybe people will appreciate it. But not after you paid your money. Not as much as these tickets cost, because these tickets cost a lot. And so, as for TV, the networks are like, 
Man, we're shelling out all this money for games that people aren't going to watch. Because just like Ray, I turned off that Golden State game. I didn't know any of them dudes. I looked out there, man, it was like Bone Thugs and Harmony playing the Rockets. I didn't know any of them dudes. <laughs> all right. So I didn't watch the game. I mean, I, I turned it back on with like a couple of minutes left just long enough to see James Harden travel. But I, I really don't know those guys, so I'm not going to watch it. And that's going to affect ratings, and that's going to come up when these guys negotiate again their contracts, TV contracts, sometime in the future. It's going to come up, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen, but I just think it's just kind of a – it's great for the team, but it sucks for everybody else. It's a very long season. I get that, 82 games. I think it's too many games. I think they should cut it down to maybe like 50 some games. But um, I remember the year they had the strike back in 99 or 2000. They played like 50 games, and I thought that was pretty legit, you know. Uh, but resting these guys against big matchups, you want to rest somebody against Sacramento or somebody that's not playing well, that's one thing. But I don't want to see, you know, um, the Clippers and the Lakers play and they got both got stars on the bench who could be playing, but they're wearing wearing suits because they don't, you know, they're tired. And that's just not not acceptable to me as a fan. So, but anyway, that's just where we are today. Um, if the NFL goes to eighteen games, who knows? We might start seeing load management in the NFL. Might see a situation where um, certain stars may not play. Do you all think that? That could be the case, or because uh, eighteen games is a lot of games. It's not necessarily as crucial as sixteen games. I don't think you'll ever see that materialize. You know, during the game. Now, you are you already starting to see that materialize during the week. Uh, certain coaches rest their veterans. You know, coaches day off. Um, you see it in Pittsburgh all the time. You you normally see Big Ben when he's playing. He's you know, he's off on Wednesdays. Um, Marquise Pounce is off on Wednesday. Maybe Ramon Foster. I mean, and I'm just using them as an example. Um, you see it with the Rams. Ty Gurley, you know, if he has a knee issue, you know, they'll hold him out of practice um, just to kind of protect him. And, hell, you you even starting to see it a little bit with the Rams during the game um, where they're resting him, where he might not even come in a first quarter even. You know, he'll step out there in the second quarter or come out there in the second half and, and do a little something. So um, you're starting to see versions of it, but mainly you see it from a practice standpoint and not a game standpoint. But um, they go to 18 games, and you may start seeing that. Um, or maybe you'll see something like the team, like the Patriots, for example. You know, they're beating, beating up on the Jets and winning by – 35, you know, even though they didn't pull the guys the other day when they watched the game. But maybe, you know, in the future, you got 18 games, you may see them pull their starters and put in some of the second, third string just to get guys to get some. I mean, so let me ask you this then. Because, like, in the NBA, it's all about, for the most part, it's all about averages. How many points you average, how many rebounds you average, and all that stuff. And the NFL is more about totals. Do you have 1,200 yards rushing? Do you have 10 touchdowns? With 
with more running back by committee that we're seeing, um, three wide receiver sets, four wide receiver sets, or whatever that we're seeing, people's numbers are probably going to go down if they go to 18 games because you're going to have to manage those players a little differently. Uh, if their numbers are going down, do you think it's going to affect their contracts? Repeat that oh, again. I'm, I'm, no, go ahead. Yeah, right. I don't think so. Yeah. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah, I was saying on. Nah, I don't. I don't. I don't think it'll go down. I mean, because the star running backs really don't share the load. I mean, you think of the Alvin Kamara's and you know Christian McCaffrey's and you know all star running backs. Who? You don't think they're gonna split? Who is that? You don't think they're gonna split over eighteen games and they're gonna share the load a little more? Um, well, they doing that now, really. I mean, you okay. think about it. once they get their playoff position set, they ain't not playing the guys anyway for the last two games of the season. That's why the fantasy leagues and all that end up to 14 weeks because they know they sit the players. Now, if you said, well, if they going to sit them during the middle of the season and stuff like that, no, I don't think that they'll do that. Okay, okay. All right, we'll wrap up a little, uh, wrap up the NBA talk with this. I'm going to throw a couple things at you. And, Ray, I'm going to start with you first. You have to start a franchise. Who you got, Kyrie Irving or Damon Lillard? Ray? Oh, I'm on, I was on mute. I, okay. I'll uh, probably go with uh, I'll probably go with hmm. I would go with Dame Lillard. Knowing what I know about Kyrie Irving, I go with Dame Lillard. Okay, but you're starting a franchise: Giannis Antetokounmpo or Anthony Davis. Giannis. Okay. Free, free. And Ray, James Harden, or Luka Doncic? Oh, man, I would probably go with Luka Doncic because we know what James Harden is. He can shoot the ball, but he didn't want to do too much else besides, you know, assists and stuff like that. But I think Luka Doncic has a better all-around game. Okay. And Buck, last one, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. Oh, Chris Paul, man. Ooh, that's rough. Well, it, that's a rough one, but I'm going to have to go Chris that's Paul. That's like Sam, people. Yeah, yeah, I, had to go Chris, I had to go Chris Paul because Westbrook, oh, he, he, just, he, he another one of these jokers that shudder when it comes to, you know, pressure time. I mean, he just, you know, he does not play to his full potential. You know, he's kind of like, that other fool that we, but who actually been stepping up lately, uh, LeBron James. Um, you know, <laughs> he shows up. You know, he shows up when he get when he gets damn good and ready. Um, you know, they uh, were saying he, something. He don't about, show up against when it don't mean anything. Yeah, 
I mean, he, you know, LeBron actually, he damn near getting 40 points a game, which is what you need to be averaging if you want to call yourself fucking King James. So, uh, you know, hats off to him that he's actually playing well, but I still don't want his ass in like a uniform. But uh, at least he's now starting to show a little something and play to his full potential, which is something he has not done his entire career okay. for all those people that's out there. Ray, I, Ray, I got one more for you. I got one more for you. Hassan Whiteside or Rudy Gobert? Oh, Rudy Gobert. Okay, you said that with confidence. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, all right. So, yeah, I thought I'd throw a couple of those out at y'all. Um... Someone said, posted in a group today, would you take a 2019, no, I'm sorry, a 2015 Kyrie Irving or a 2011 Derrick Rose? I, I think that's the year Derrick Rose may have won MVP 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And I was like, man, Derrick Rose or Kyrie in their prime, who would you take? Mm-hmm. I think Derrick Rose is more of a winner. I mean, Kyrie is uh has the skills, but I don't think he can carry a team by himself. He can't. Like you see he, right he's now, a good, he's a great number two, but I don't think he can carry a team. I know he went over to Boston, you know, to you know try to play from out from under, um, you know, James, you know, spotlight there. And it didn't turn out too well for him because he didn't have a great supporting cast. Now, you know, when you mentioned he really can, he he might control the team, and you know he he got that skill set. When he got that, I don't give a damn. I ain't scared of shit attitude. And Tyler Aaron just don't have it. I don't think he's ever had it. I haven't come out of Okay. I, you know what? Hold on. I, I, I got a couple, I got a few more. Except I'm going old school on y'all on these. All right? And this is for, for both of you all. So whoever wants to answer, um, you both can answer. All right? The first one is old school Detroit Pistons. Isaiah Thomas in his prime or Seattle Supersonics Gary Payton? Gary Payton. All the way. Well, I think Gary Payton. Gary Payton all the way. Okay, but y'all ain't giving Zeke no love, man. Zeke was a bad dude. He is, but he got he got a trail of damn sugar ass behind him. So I, I got to go with I got to go with Gary Payton. I got to go with the hundred percent man on this. Oh, um, oh, um, um, he said he got a power. What, man? <laughs> A trail of sugar ants. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, sugar ants march like a fucking band, and he got a trail of me. I, I was talking, you know, it's funny you, you brought out Isaiah Thomas. I was watching him last night before the NBA game. I said, I said that joker still looks sweet as hell. That joker always be. It just 
He's a good. Don't get me wrong. He's a great basketball player, but he's always been suspect. You know that that rumor always been out there. And I don't think he is. Well, you well you but, know you know his son is getting two money uh, money and two sticks right? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm serious. I don't know anything about his kid. You ain't never seen his son? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's known, he's known speech and says, yes, I am, and this, that, and the ain't just what he looked like. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, well, you know they say the apple don't fall too much from the tree. Maybe he double dipping or something. Who knows? But anyway, I got to go again. Like, All right. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, uh, Man. I think the discussion was going that way. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Best finisher or, yeah, best finisher. Seattle Supersonic Shine Kemp, Utah Jazz, uh, Moses, Moses Malone, Carl Malone. Oh, John Kemp. Kemp. Okay. And the last one, who would you take in their prime to, um, for your starting center? Alonzo Mourning or Chris Webber? Chris Webber. Oh, well, Chris Webber was a small forward, though. I mean, he was a forward, yeah. More, he played the four a lot, but, I mean, he was like 16. I'm still taking Webber. Oh, man. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. But we talking about center, we the defense and the blocks and all that. I mean, whew. Yeah. I guess we go with Weber, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it, fellas. That's going to wrap up another quick shots. People can go to talktoq.com, sign up for the email newsletter, and get down that way. I appreciate you all taking the time to join me. And uh, I'll catch you all on the next go around. All right. All right. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> <laughs> talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice?